Welcome to the next episode of Digineer Presents. On today's episode, Gus and Joe talk to us about the interaction principle called Be Accountable under the Digineer Commitment-Based Management Framework. Enjoy. Digineer Presents Commitment-Based Management. Today's episode entails Be Accountable. So Joe, when we talk about commitment-based management and being accountable, is it just that simple what's behind being accountable and when it comes to commitment-based management so the the way that um, we define accountability it's really a a measurement of of some things that that occur in the internal conversation that you have about the situation that you're in and what i mean by that is you always have a mood and your mood is always going to be a choice and if you're on a project and your internal conversation is one that is of resentment or boredom or any of those uh, degenerative moods that uh, that really lead to more negative results, then you're not being accountable to yourself. You're, you're not being honest with yourself. You're not giving yourself the opportunity to be much more uh, positive and productive. And, and so therefore, accountability really is a reflection of yourself. It's not something that um, can be measured from the outside in, in, in my mind. Yeah, I think uh, I also think about be accountable is it's just that simple. Be accountable. If you say you're going to give me something on Friday, you'll give me something on Friday. I mean, it, it, it resonates a little bit with granting trust. Right. So if I grant trust, we know that a due date is a due date. We don't have to have the pre-due date. So, but uh, being accountable, it actually, it's positive because honestly, I want to be held accountable. There's a lot of times where it's like, if I don't get that on Friday, if no one ever says anything, I'm not better for it. And it's just a fabric of really being committed to keeping your commitments and and it kind of is that simple in my opinion i tend to to view it as as an internal assessment where i sit there and i say to myself how do i feel about what i'm doing right now and if it is a degenerative mood right then i know that i'm not in the right frame of mind i'm not being accountable it it ends up you know, reflecting on, on my performance, right? Right. If I'm regretting the situation that I'm in, or if I'm not making the most out of the situation that I'm that I'm in, or being as productive as I can be, and joyfully doing so, it's going to show. It's it is going to reflect outside, and people will see it. Um, so it it does impact performance, but again, it starts on the inside, looking in. And, and determining how do I feel about this situation that I'm currently in, this project that I'm on, this team that I'm working with, 
this client. It's all about making sure that on the inside, your internal conversation makes it so that you're there to be your best. Right. I always think about it. I mean, because accountability is determined by the mood that I'm in when working on a project. So, you know, if we have bad news, if it's like, oh, the project's going to be delayed a week or two weeks, I can either start pointing fingers or I can start saying, okay, how can my mood determine, um, you know, the, the influence on the project? Because there's just some things that if bad news happens to you, you're the one that's accountable for how you're going to react to it. I also think about the fact where it's it's kind of like in my personal life. I call them the, the fillers and the drainers. I always imagine that I have a cup of, cup of coffee or a glass of beer. And after I have a conversation with someone, I either feel better about life or I feel a little worse about life. If I feel better, they're, they're the cup filler uppers. If I feel worse, they're the drainers. And so being accountable, it's my way of saying, hey, I want to be one of the filler uppers. I want to be filling the beer. I want to be filling the coffee. Yeah. Well, and as we all know, mood is contagious. Yes. I mean, it, it spreads like uh, a nasty uh, virus. It's, uh, it is something that, that we all should keep in mind at all times. So, Joe, so if I'm in a project and the mood is down and I have a complainer and it's a Digineer colleague who knows about the CBM principles and be accountable, what are the tools or techniques that you use to kind of point them back to this interaction principle of be accountable? Our very first principle, interaction principle, is uh, grant trust. And when we uh, assess trust, we, we do so in, in, in three different, uh, essentially, dimensions. And one of them is reliability. And if somebody is slipping in terms of mood, and they're, to me, that, that means that they're not being very reliable, right? Because they've had the training and they should understand the principles and, and the mood is, you know, degenerative and, 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 and spreading, uh, you need to provide some coaching and feedback, which is the way that we address a reliability issue. It's not so much training or potentially routing them back to CBM training for a review, but perhaps some coaching and feedback, uh, but uh, a good, honest, uh, full disclosure type conversation in which you, you provide the coaching to, to help the individual get back on track and, and think about their mood and, and, and their principles of the fact that mood is contagious and that we need to practice generative moods yeah. and emit those, right? Yeah, I, I have three boys. And uh, here's what I learned not to ask them at the end of a school day. How was school? You get the grunt. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Good. Uh, so what I've learned in the be accountable, if I can help influence the mood by asking open-ended questions. So I, you know, if someone's being negative and I'll just say, hey, Rob, what was your favorite part of this project? Or, hey, Rob, what was your favorite part of planning? Or what's the best thing that's happened today? So it's a subtle way 
to try to get them to switch the mood and not be so negative. Because at the end of the day, people will answer an open-ended question, and I want to do what I can to um, be accountable to my own mood, which I believe is is spreading goodwill to toward others on my team. Because I've learned sure. that when if you have if you have a team of five people and they're all in a good mood and they're all have a positive outlook, I'll tell you what: if you analyze the project, that project will be more successful than if you have four people who are on the negative tact. Oh, absolutely. And I do like your uh, your observation that uh, open-ended questions will allow somebody to construct something, some internal yes. narrative, which will reveal more about their day or their experience than if you ask them, how was your day at school? Right, right. right. I mean, it, it, it's, it allows them to say, oh, I had this great thing happen to me at the mm-hmm. cafeteria. You know, and and I met this great individual, and, and we're getting together for coffee, and, and, and it's awesome. And you know, it, it it gives you, it gives them the opportunity to say, "Let me think about this, and let me think it through." And, and oh yeah, well this is important to me, and 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 it, it really makes that uh, that dialogue go go much better. Right. Um, well, I've also learned that complaining is kind of the lowest common denominator of communication whether it be you know people are like hey you know it's a sunny day hey it's a great sunny day well it's not going to be for long it's minnesota (laughs) and it's like what what the heck you know it's like well wait till february (laughs) you know or you know i'm i'm an adjunct professor Never on the first day of class when when students leave do they say, hey, did you look at the syllabus? It looks like I'm going to have an opportunity seven times in the assignments to show how much I've learned in this class. No, the common denominator is complaining. Did you see that we have four papers and three presentations? And even if a person isn't negative, it is... The, the lowest common denominator on how we relate with others, unfortunately. Absolutely. And, and that brings up a review of our last podcast where we, we talked about complain for action. Yes, yeah. If you're going to be complaining, let's complain for action. And we know what that means now because we've talked about it. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I really believe that so many of these principles are based on you, the listener, looking inside yourself and asking yourself, how do I feel? What am I thinking? Am am I on track to do the greater good? Or am I here to drag it down? Yeah, right. And, And at the end of the day, the way I look at it is if we're working eight to 10 hours a day, I'd rather have fun and be positive about it than have it be a grind, you know? Oh, and it's, absolutely. It's like you got to make sure, and not only that, but you want to surround yourself with those who also have the positive mood. You do. I mean, it's, you know, and, and then it becomes, okay, if I'm accountable, if I want to be, be accountable to my mood, what is it that I'm doing to influence others in a positive way? Yeah, absolutely. 
there are the bright lights in the world that are shining. <laughs> then there's the, the ones that are sucking in light and, and removing it from the world around them. And uh, I mean, it, it, it really does start with looking inside yourself and saying, how am I going to do this today? Yeah. Am, am I, am I going to give, am I going to be the, the, uh, the, the beer filler or am I going to be the, the, the beer remover? Right? Yes. I mean, yes. I'm not sure exactly whether or not you use that terminology. I know. But... I like it. I like it. <laughs> I'd rather have more beer and more coffee than less beer and less coffee. Right. Exactly. So it's all about looking inside yourself, centering yourself, making sure you're in the right place. Yeah. Where is your head? Yep. And, uh, and make it right. Make the world a better place. Right. Hey, you know, one of the things I'm, I'm uh, currently facilitating a, a group. It's a scrum that meets every morning. And uh, it's, you know, people get tired of it. Um, and one of the ways that I try to, you know, present my mood and improve others' mood is to just tell them what happened in this day in history or what is today's national day of. Because, you know, the other day I said, hey, this is the anniversary of when Lincoln gave the Gettysburg Address. Wow. And then a, the, the day before it was, or the day after, was this is the anniversary of the play. Which, if you remember, that was Cal versus Stanford. Five laterals, the band came on the field. And the trombonus gets clocked. (laughs) And I just throw that out there because it's like people have... And then like three or four people chime in, you know, 45 seconds later, then we hit the meeting, you know, and it's... And what I've learned is it really improves the mood because people like people who have never spoken before will remember a something about that. Yeah. We talk about it for... So what what, what are you doing when you're doing that? Let me ask you this. What What is a good CBM, um, I'm not going to call it a principle, but a foundation of, of what's going on? And, and I'm going to give you a hint here, right? You're, you're, you're allowing them to be centered. Right? Yes, yes, yes. And instead of their sitting there going, oh gosh, I really regret being here and, and I've got this and this and that to do yep. and and it's frustrating me. But suddenly you're giving them something that they can think about and perhaps maybe bring up some good memories and they're getting centered. Right. Well, and the other right. thing is in this world of virtual meetings, we are all disconnected. I mean, you yeah. can say what you want. We miss being in each other's space. And even the, even, I mean, you can't read nonverbals. I, I mean, it's impossible to read nonverbals with 22 people. Right. So, so the hope is, is that at least you start off with something engaging and intriguing that's a bit different, that sets the mood from all of the other eight meetings that they're going to have in that day. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great, a great approach. Yeah, and it's. I mean, and and you can't really sit there and say, okay, everybody center yourselves. Right. That, no. that won't work, right? No. What you can do is you can say, let's go to our happy place by talking about this little thing mm-hmm. before we do anything else. Mm-hmm. That is a great centering sort of technique. Yeah. I think that that's a great approach. Yeah. 
Well, and it's funny because the other day on the anniversary of the uh, Gettysburg Address, here's what I said. I was like, today is November 19th. It's the anniversary of uh, when Lincoln gave the Gettysburg Address. Probably the most well-known speech in political history. A little lesser known fact is today is my oldest son's birthday. And then you just kind of lay that out there. And then people are like, wait, what? What? You know, and and it's just a way to trigger people from not multitasking. Just to improve the mood. Just a hint. Just to get them more engaged. Because here's the deal. If I'm more engaged with you as a human being, you as someone on the project team, my mood is going to be a little bit better. If I know Josie and I know what's going on, if I know what restaurant he likes, if I know what beer he likes, if I know whatever, it's going to improve my mood and it's going to improve his mood. So any way that you can set the mood, because even even the most negative person might resonate if you're setting the mood as a leader in those meetings, so. Absolutely. Again, I really think we're talking about the ability to say, how am I doing inside my head when I'm on this project? And if I'm doing pretty good inside my head, I'm being accountable. And it all cascades from there. Everyone else can see how accountable you're being and how you're functioning on the team, as long as the inside is okay, and that internal narrative will continue to try to make the world right, instead of trying to fall into the traps that we fall into when we let our head get in the way. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Digineer Presents Commitment-Based Management. This is Gus Broman. I hope you look up Digineer on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Our next episode will be Be The Team, and I'll be joined by... And I'm Joe Colomina, and I'm so happy you guys joined us today. All right, goodbye. I can't wait to hang out with Josie again, and I hope you'll listen in on the next podcast of Digineer Presents Commitment-Based Management. Thanks for listening to Digineer Presents, brought to you by Digineer. Please be sure to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, and look for Digineer and all those social media platforms. We look forward to hearing from you.